Just let the whole thing go. To release the past, we must be willing to forgive. But it's easier said than done. Welcome to Season 2 of Smiling Again, where we'll be exploring the 12 areas of self-care. And today, it's all about forgiveness. If you've ever loved an alcoholic or an addict, you will have reached an exhausted, painful point where you felt broken and struggled to keep it all together. That was me a few months before I lost my husband to alcoholism. I am Kim Moore, your host of Smiling Again. And in each episode, together, we'll take small steps, just one thing at a time, and learn to take care of you. Together, we'll let go, find forgiveness, break free of guilt, and live with self-compassion so that you can feel good on the inside and start smiling again. This podcast is made possible by the Blossom Community, which is a membership where you can connect with others who are on a guided healing journey, following a pathway to peace. Healing really is easier together. Join us. In this episode of Smiling Again, I will be speaking with Chad Miro, who is the author of a novel called Surviving the Crash. I have to say that I believe this is going to be a challenging conversation for many reasons. And all the more reason for us to have this talk because of the positive impact that it can have on so many. So I'm super grateful for Chad, his willingness to be here with me today. Chad, welcome, welcome, and thank you for being here to talk to me. Thank you so much, Kim, for inviting me to, as you said, chat about some of the difficult things. <laughs> um, oftentimes we, we, we skate around the tough conversations, so I'm, I'm happy to be here to, to talk and see where it goes, and uh, in, in hopes that it can assist and help other people navigate through, through some of the tough things they have going on in their lives. So mm. this is great. Thank you, Chad. So to help people understand what we're going to be speaking about today, the focus of this conversation is really around forgiveness. And six years ago, just over six years ago, Chad lost his sister, her husband, and their two children in a car accident. Um, they were hit by a drunk driver. And in Chad's book called Surviving the Crash, he shares his story of forgiveness and personal, your personal journey and growth through that, through that experience. And that's what I would like to, to chat through today. So it's not going to be a light conversation. Mm. Now, in this experience, what I will also share with you, something that you don't know, is many years ago, my own sister was in a car crash with her husband and her three-week-old baby, and they too were hit by a drunk driver. They survived. Oh, wow. So having this conversation with you, I feel somewhat privileged that my sister lived, that my family lived. So I can only imagine, I mean, listen to me, I can only imagine the emotions that you must go through and talking about this 
again. And I know that's something that you talk about openly. I'm going to read something that Chad said, which is, the more I talk about it, the more I realize that I need to be even more public about the entire experience. So Chad, could you please tell us about what compelled you to go on this journey and to share this story? Wow, that that truly is a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, in in 2016, when I was going through what I call my my grief fog, my my grief journey, I found myself having conversations with with other people that were struggling with different things in their lives, and 24 hours a day. If I couldn't sleep at four o'clock in the morning, I found myself in conversations with other folks that were were dealing with with tough things in their life and hard times. So there, there was a commonality there. And the more that I shared openly with truly how I was feeling, how I was doing, what was working, what wasn't working, uh, the, the more that other people were connecting to me and connecting to my story. And that amped up uh, into 2018, I did a ton of personal development and, and some work on myself to figure out what made me tick and what was going on for me and, you know, truly wanting to make sure I was healthy in my journey. And in doing that, I found myself in rooms with a couple hundred other people at times where I was sharing little snippets of, of my story and being real with it and being raw and you know you can imagine a room of a few hundred people most of them crying as i'm talking about losing my family and how it's affected me and what point i'm at in my journey the the very profound part of that was people coming up to me afterwards and sharing with me some of the hard things that have happened in in their lives and one woman in particular shared with me how she had been through an abusive relationship and she had gotten out of it five or six years previous and she was stuck. She didn't know how to carry on. She didn't how, know how to move forward. And when I shared my story in front of the room, something shifted in her and it gave her an opportunity to move forward. It gave her hope. And that was the, that was the theme that was coming forward to me was people were saying, I I have some hope. She told me, she said, I'm excited to go home. I feel like I have some tools. I have some, some, you know, things to lean on based on what you shared in your story. And that, and that hit me hard. Um, I, I realized that the more open I was with how I was doing in my journey, the deeper I went, the more people that were connecting with it in one way or another. And, you know, into 2019, I went to a MAD conference in Toronto. And it was kind of kind of the same sense there where, you know, there's, there's a room of hundreds of people that are struggling on different levels. And when I talked about my story and I said the word forgiveness in, in a room of other people that had lost siblings, um, it, it, it's a word that nobody else really used. And, you, you know, that struck me, that, that hit my heart in, in a very different way uh, 
in that, you know, I, I thought, okay, some of these other folks are, you know, really struggling still. And I thought if I, if I can share my story and my journey, I bet I can help somebody in this room. And that essentially is how the book came about knowing that every time I was open with my story and how I was feeling, folks were connecting with it. Mm. And I just, I just felt the urge and the, I was overwhelmed with, you know, I, I was called to do it. I was something in me just said, you, you have to do this. You got to put it down on paper for others to pick it up and read it. And sort of getting this feeling that my story could be somebody else's guide. Mm. There's so much there that you've mentioned and thank you for sharing that. You mentioned early on, you were talking about your grief fog. And I think this is something that many of us can relate to is that feeling of that grief fog. How much do you think sharing your story helped you work your way out of that fog? Very, very significant. Um, the more open I was in 2016 in that first year, the the better I was doing. The more I shared with others, the more I, it all comes down to giving. When The more I gave other people my time, my shoulder to cry on, my insights with, with grief, forgiveness, uh, challenges in life, those sorts of things, the, the, the better I was doing. So it, there was a, there was a shift for me in that the, the, the more I became outward focused and, you know, helping others navigate through their journey, the better I was doing in mine. Mm. That's really beautiful being outward focused. Um, I think that that's something that I've, I've definitely discovered on my journey. Um, I always say that with every word we heal and yes, that helps me on the inside as I delve into myself and learn more about myself through healing, but it is, you know, sharing things outwardly that helps so much too. you know, sharing love is such an important part of, of healing. 100% 100% now, agree. With forgiveness, I've, I've made some notes here because I knew this was going to be a really, really difficult one for me. <laughs> so please forgive me for referring to my notes. Um, but there was a few things that I wanted to mention here. Um, and one was around forgiveness as the route to inner peace and strength. And it's, um, I believe, it's Louise Hay in some of her writings that I've read where she talks about forgiveness is about letting go. So when you're finding yourself stuck in a situation, it's through forgiveness that we can move forward. And we always tend to think about, but how, how do you, how do you forgive and she talks about it's not about the how, it's about just having the willingness to forgive. So with your experience with forgiveness, how did you forgive? Going back to the how, was it a how or was it a willingness? What's been your experience? For me, it was, it was, it was both. It was, um, 
I, I knew I, I knew I was in trouble if I didn't deal with what was going on inside me. So essentially, for, for me, navigating my way through forgiveness, it, it started with me. I had to be able to look in the mirror and, you know, really explore who I was and the things that I've done in my life that I'm not super proud of and some of the mistakes that I've made, some of the sins that I've, you know, done. Like, I, I can't undo any of those things. What I can do is give myself some grace and I can explore who I truly am and understand that all those things are part of my growth journey. They're all part of me understanding who I am. So essentially diving into, you know, my own journey and forgiving myself. I believe I can't forgive anybody else until I've forgiven myself. And, you know, going a step further, it comes to judgments. I can't judge other people, you know, in a positive way, unless I'm, unless I'm doing the same for myself. So when I give myself some grace and, you know, be kind to myself and not be so judgmental towards myself, that allowed me to forgive me. And once I was able to do that, then I start looking at people around me. And, and you know, my dad passed away 10 years previous to, to the car wreck that took four of my favorite people. So it was, you know, I was unpacking a lot in 2016. I had anger towards my dad. I had anger towards the, the drunk driver. And when I dug deep into that, I had anger towards me. So it all started with me and it was, it was this beautiful journey of truly being able to look in the mirror and being okay with what I saw, you know, not just 10 seconds, stand there for a few minutes. And once I was okay doing that, I was able to explore further and what that allowed me to do is I started seeing the positives in, you know, situations in previous in my life that I was focusing all on the negatives. So understanding what is the lessons in it all and what are the positives from it all and really exploring that with, with myself and other people and situations up until that point in my life. And, you know, so when you talk about willingness, I was willing to dive deep into me, which allowed me to dive deeper into everything else and everybody else. Um, and, and dropping the judgments, uh, it's, it's, it's a natural progression for me to, to go through all that experience and, and find forgiveness for others that have you know, my perception of events where they have done me wrong or harmed me or even what I've done to myself. Um, just reflecting on all of that and, and allowing grace. Um, that Essentially, that's my, my journey into forgiveness. And I think it's always an ongoing thing. To say that I've navigated through it is... is not the right terminology or, or the right thought process. It's, it's an ongoing thing, always has to be. Um, 
I'm going to continue to make mistakes. We all do. So, you know, it's no different for other people in my life and um, just just allowing grace and, and allowing um, people to, to navigate through their journey without any judgments on my part. Truly, truly, that's how I navigate through forgiveness and it's a, it's a continuation. Mm. I think it's when we talk about um, the experience that you've had and when we talk about forgiveness, I think many people might automatically think about, well, how do you forgive the drunk driver who killed your family? And yet the conversation that you've shared is your, your journey of forgiveness into yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not what you immediately think of, is it, when you think of the word forgiveness and the experience that you've had? How, what do you think someone, let's say so there's someone else out there who's had a, an experience where they're stuck on forgiving someone? for something that wronged them or happened to them, what would you say to them? There's a, there's a couple of things that come to mind. Um, perception of events. So if somebody's hurt me, I, I truly look, you know, beyond whatever event happened or whatever was said that possibly hurt my feelings or, you know, whatever I'm stuck on and really dive into what, what's the lesson in it, right? What can I learn from whatever just happened or, or happened many years ago? Cause quite often we hold on to things for, for a long, long time. And that's what works for me, you know? And when I talk about that, it's okay. So somebody's taken four of my favorite people and for me, it became a curiosity. I wonder what she's like. I wonder what brought her to this point in her life. I wonder what was her upbringing like. I wonder, you know, how has she been doing when she's incarcerated in a healing lodge? I, I had all of these curiosities popping into mind. So for me, that was that, that, that's what sparked it all. I wanted to, to know more. So then I reached out to her adult children who I, through some social media platforms, they were commenting on some of the things with sentencing for their mom and and different things like that. So I'd figured out who they were and I reached out to, to, to her children and I, you know, I shared my forgiveness. I asked a few questions and that sparked conversation between me and, and her, her children. And that fed my, my curiosity initially, you know, wanting to know a little bit about her. And eventually that led me into, you know, sitting in a coffee shop with her daughter and having this amazing conversation about life and how she's doing since her mom um, went, went away for this horrific crime and, you know, her sharing on how hard it was for her to learn that her mom had committed this crime and how hard it was for her to know that her daughter, like her kids were the same age as my niece and nephew. 
So that hit her really hard, knowing that her mom committed this 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 act and took these two little kids away and her her own grandkids at the same age. So we had this really amazing conversation in a coffee shop and tears and sharing from the heart. And, you know, when I talk about it in my book, I say healing hearts, healing together. And, you know, we're, we're on this journey together. Um, and that, you know, so coming back to your question, that's a very long answer, but it's, to me, that's what it was about is diving into what is that other person like, you know, trying to find the positives, what was their upbringing like and what, who are they really right now? Truly. If somebody's harmed or hurt me, um, looking into what their intentions were, right? Nobody intends to, to really, truly harm somebody for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, you know, diving into that and sort of changing my perception of the events just a little bit. Um, to me, that's, that's an important part with forgiveness is, you know, things, things can happen to us that are, are, are bad or negative. And if we change our perception just slightly in that, you know, our journey through this thing called life, uh, takes lots of different twists and turns and it's our choice as to how we react to, to these events. Even if people are are doing things to us that we don't like or aren't fair or aren't right, we still have a choice in how we react. We still have a choice in how we move through it. So for me, that was the important part in, you know, finding grace in in some of it, in all of it. And I, I, I had to. I couldn't let it consume me. I couldn't let it... Um, you know, I didn't want to go down a rabbit hole that I couldn't get out of. So I was, that's where my curiosity came from in that there had to be a different way for me to, to navigate through that. I think that's really important to, um, I'm going to repeat it, that you had a choice, a choice of how to react to something and a choice of how to move through it. And regardless of what the situation is in life may not feel like we have a choice. It might feel like we're wronged, but you always, always have a choice. And you've explained that so beautifully, the choice that you made to be curious and and how that's impacted your life. And I imagine it's had a huge impact on their lives too. Having that conversation with you in that over, over, over coffee that must have helped, you know, the daughter so much in some way. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. They, um, her, her son and I talk nearly every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those two, our conversations, I can't even begin to explain to anybody how, how amazing they've been, particularly the, the first the first few, um, when I told friends and family I was doing it, they, they don't, they didn't understand. They thought, wow, that's, 
that's that's pretty interesting that you're doing that that would be really incredibly difficult and and hard to do and you know for sure it was i i knew that i needed to do it i knew that i needed to reach out to them and you know i wanted to know how they were doing too and you know sharing forgiveness with her kids and understanding and learning that I was further along in my forgiveness than they were um, was certainly a challenge. And they, they've told me since that if I hadn't reached out, they don't know where they would be at in their journey. So, you know, every, everything sort of fell into place and I believe happened for a reason. Um, I, I was meant to, to go do that and talk to them and speak to them. We've, we've helped each other uh, immensely along the way. Everyone that we speak to on the podcast is someone who's been impacted in some way by alcoholism or addiction. Uh, we talk about the wider impact on families, and, and this story is slightly different in the sense that you were you lost your family to a drunk driver and that's a very very completely different um story than what we usually focus on so i think it's really important through this story for everyone to understand the much 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 wider implications of of drinking or alcoholism um and the impact that it can have on families, not just direct families, but anyone. So I, I am grateful that you're here sharing this story with us, Chad. Um, it, it might help people understand the importance of maybe going that extra step to stop someone from getting in a car if they've had too much to drink. As for me personally, um, with a husband who drank, that wasn't always an easy thing to do. And it, when you love someone and you see them doing something that can have very serious implications, it takes every little bit of courage that you have to try to stop it. So I hope anyone listening right now, I hope this compels you to, in those moments, to dig deep, to find that courage and do what it takes to stop that person from driving that car. That sounds amazing. Um, My sister was my best friend. I talked to her every day. And to learn the news that she's gone um, and, and those phone calls just are gone. And my niece and nephew that were five and two, just gone and my brother-in-law um i i don't even know how to put into words or convey to somebody how hard that is to deal with and the implications that that has for a family going forward um you know we're we're six years out and it's still it's still a difficult thing to deal with our conversations are different our relationships and our family are different you know, I don't even talk about it in my book, but the financial impact on on how that is for a family, 
I'm self-employed and an entrepreneur and, you know, not showing up for life for a year has a, has a huge impact on, on everything. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's super important for people to do their best in helping others, um, you know, not getting behind the wheel when they're intoxicated or drugs is an issue in, in vehicles or texting on cell phones is an issue. Any of that kind of stuff. If you know somebody's doing it, you, you have an obligation to stop that because it could be your family that's gone. It could be your go-to person, your best friend, your spouse, your, your children. It could be anybody that you know in your family that could be taken away. So yeah, it's, it's super important to, to step up. It's, it's your responsibility to try your best to prevent that from happening. If you know it is happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it really does take every ounce of strength that you have to speak up. Um, Cause you never want to get a loved one in trouble but you also don't want anyone to be harmed. So it's a, it's a very difficult, difficult moment to be in. Um, so I think it's really, really important to remember to do, to do the difficult thing, to push through the discomfort and do the difficult thing because it's so very important for all of us that you do. This has been Smiling Again, hosted by me, Kim Moore. Let's walk this journey together one thing at a time, taking small steps, little actions every day, which can help you let go and start smiling again. Don't forget, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. See you next week.